Hi everyone, I'm Dave Chapman and you're listening to The Science of Social Media, a weekly social media podcast from Buffer, covering all the latest stories, insights, experimentation and learnings to help you and your brand succeed online. Welcome to episode number 171, and Dave, welcome back from sabbatical. I'm Heather May Pustai, and today we're diving into custom audiences, what they are, how to build them, and the ways to make them most effective for your social media advertising. That's right. You can do a lot of awesome targeted messaging by focusing on the right audiences with your social ads. We'll talk you through ways to build custom audiences and lookalike audiences on all the major social media platforms plus share a couple of ideas of how you can put these audiences to the best use. A warm welcome to the show, everyone. Let's kick it off. There's a huge amount to cover with social media ads, much more than we can get into a 20-minute episode. We'll do our best to hit the highlights. If there are any foundational tips that you use with your social media marketing, please do let us know by sharing on social with the hashtag BufferPodcast. Probably the most foundational thing to start with is definitions. Since this episode focuses specifically on audiences, let's start there. In general, an audience is going to be the bucket of people who will potentially see your ad. This group can be customized based on a variety of factors, and we're going to get to that in just a minute. A custom audience is then a step beyond the basic demographic and psychographic audience filters. A custom audience can be based on an outside source like a set of emails or website visitors or on the social media behavior of users. And then you have lookalike audiences, which take one of your custom audiences and expand it to a larger group based on specific qualities that the custom audience has in common. So for instance, if all of the people in your custom audience are interested in, say, augmented reality, they use social on a tablet and have a master's degree, then a lookalike audience will include people who share these attributes as well. All right. As you can tell, there are many ways to slice and dice this information to build some really unique audiences. So let's dive into some of the details, starting with the biggest and most robust social advertising networks, Facebook and Instagram. Oh, yes. Advertising for both Facebook and Instagram is combined into the Facebook Ads Manager. You can run all of your ads from here as well as create and manage all of your audiences. Within Facebook, there are a handful of custom audiences that you can build, and this list includes number one, a customer list, also known as a standard custom audience. And this audience is based on a list of emails, phone numbers, or Facebook user IDs that Facebook can then take and match to its list of users. Typically, you're going to find that Facebook can match between 60 and 70% of your contacts on your customer list, which is pretty impressive. It is. And number two, you can create a website custom audience. With this audience, instead of uploading a list of customer emails or phone numbers, you build the audience based on traffic to your website. Using Facebook pixel tracking, you can create an audience of people who have visited any specific page on your website during a set time period. Third, you can create custom audiences based on app activity. If you happen to have a mobile app or a game, then you can build audiences based on the actions that people take within your product. Okay, next, you can use offline activity to build a Facebook audience. Think of this kind of as a a throwback. So this could include things like conversations that happen offline in brick and mortar stores or information that you collect even on a spreadsheet. And finally, one of the most powerful custom audience types is an audience built from Facebook and Instagram engagement. These can be based on who engages with your posts, videos, events, and profile. 
You can even set the time frame of this engagement so that you're building an audience of people who recently engaged, like in the last 90 days, or who engaged any time in the past year. Jumping quickly into the strategy of ads and audiences, we thought of this nugget from a recent John Loomer blog post that was really interesting. In the blog post, they shared that the most popular Instagram audience strategy is lumping all audience types and time windows together into one large chunk. So like everyone who engaged with your profile in the last 365 days, for instance, which is quite a large data set. As you might guess, there is so much more you can be doing with these audiences. Let's take a closer look at engagement audiences, for instance. With the robust filtering of Facebook's ads tool, you can build audiences of engagers based on a huge number of different factors, like who has visited your Instagram profile, messaged you, or saved a post or an ad. Right, and when it comes to these custom audiences, we quite liked this tip from social media today. Building quote-unquote warm audiences of people who have engaged with your content within a recent time frame. Video in particular is a really useful engagement and attention metric. So say you create a warm audience of people who've watched a certain amount of a video from your page. From there, you can create a lookalike audience based on the warm audience, which will allow you to expand your reach to include people who share similar behaviors to that initial warm, engaged group. The John Loomer blog has a few favorite audience tips too, specifically around building engagement-based audiences. These include people who have engaged in any way with your brand on Instagram in the past seven days, the past 20 days, and the past 90 days. People who have visited your Instagram profile in the last 30 days, but who are not customers. And people who have viewed your Instagram stories videos in the past seven days. Another way to work with custom audiences is through retargeting, something that we often talk about when it comes to ads. And this gets at the custom audience type of pixel tracking and website profile visits. So we've talked to lots of brands that start out with targeting anyone and everyone that visits their website in their retargeting campaigns. And needless to say, that approach isn't always the most effective. Exactly. Customers visit your website for lots of different reasons. They visit different pages. The pages they visit represent different buyer intents. Perhaps they're not looking to buy your products at all. The key is to match your custom advertising audiences to those shoppers' intents. For example, if you are an e-commerce brand and someone visits your website shopping for shoes, make sure that you segment those people out into a custom audience labeled shoe shoppers or footwear. Over the past year at Buffer, we've created various audiences based on the subject matter our visitors are interested in learning about. We have a custom audience for traffic to all Facebook marketing pages, Instagram marketing, customer experience, case studies, etc. That allows us to be hyper-focused on what type of content we deliver, which helps to drive down costs. We have a whole podcast about it if you want to check it out. We'll link it in the show notes at buffer.com forward slash podcast. Okay, we've run through some of the groundwork of Facebook and Instagram audiences. Let's take a short music break and then we'll come back to discuss the other social networks as well. Welcome back, everyone. So we've touched on a few ways that you can make some awesome custom audiences on Facebook and Instagram. We're excited to try some of these out ourselves with a new podcast series that's launching just this week. Check our feed for the trailer. And next, let's talk about some of the other big players in social advertising, Pinterest, Twitter, and LinkedIn. First, let's start with Pinterest. Right. So as you'll find out with all of these social networks, they're not quite as robust with ads offerings as Facebook and Instagram. But that's okay. There's still plenty of customization that you can do. For Pinterest, you have a few options for what to create when it comes to customer audiences. 
You can build audiences based on visitors who went to your site through a customer list that you upload, like a list of emails, based on people who engage with pins that link to your website and with an actor-like audience that behaves similarly to an existing custom audience that you've created. The visitor audience is based on a Pinterest tag, very much like the Facebook pixel. The Pinterest tag is a piece of JavaScript code that you can install on your website to gather conversion insights and to build audiences that you can then target based on actions taken on your site. The Pinterest engagement audiences are really interesting too. For these, all you need is to confirm your domain with Pinterest, and then Pinterest will be able to check to see which Pinterest users have engaged with pins that link back to your website. So for instance, if a thousand people had saved a pin of buffer blog content, we could then build an engagement audience based on Similar to the Facebook and Instagram engagement audiences, Pinterest gives you a handful of options to further customize this group. You can filter based on specific URL, based on a pin category, or even based on the percentage of video that's been viewed. One interesting way that e-commerce brands can use this is to create audiences that are interested in particular product categories, people who click on certain links or certain pins. All right, let's jump next to Twitter. With Twitter ads, you can build custom audiences based on an uploaded list of contacts or customers, a collection of website visitors based on data you get from using a Twitter website tag, a list of your mobile app users, or you can build a flexible audience. The flexible audiences feature is similar in nature to some of the engagement audiences we've talked about before. These audiences give Twitter advertisers a way to save combinations of audiences and subsets of audiences based on factors like recency and frequency of interactions talk about flexing your data. And then LinkedIn has some similar offerings as well. You can build custom audiences on LinkedIn based on a list of contacts that you upload, or you can build audiences based on website data captured using a LinkedIn tag. One interesting bit of audience customization that LinkedIn provides is with account-based audiences. So let's say that you want to get a certain percentage of Fortune 500 companies using your product. Well, you can upload this list of accounts to LinkedIn and build a custom audience that focuses on the stakeholders at these companies. Yes, there's a lot of interesting things you can do on LinkedIn if you're a business selling to other businesses. Then of course, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter are all great for selling your products and services direct to consumers. That's right. And before we go, we'd love to leave you with just a couple more ideas of how you can use these custom audiences in really unique ways. Yes, I thought this tip from Adespresso was pretty intriguing. They boost a lot of their content to a wide audience and then create a custom audience based on people who click that content and visit the website. This custom website audience then is made up of people who have already shown a lot of intent and might be more primed to start a trial. Another exciting way to use custom audiences is to think creatively about what you share with a custom audience of existing customers. Typically, you might think of ads as a way to acquire more customers, but what if you used this list as a way to keep existing customers engaged? You can build a custom audience based on people who have shopped with you in the past or used your product before, but perhaps it's been a while since they've returned, maybe a sleepy audience of sorts. And finally, there are some neat things that you can do with custom audiences of newsletter subscribers. You can segment the list into audiences of engaged subscribers and disengaged subscribers and deliver unique content to each group. For the disengaged group in particular, there's a lot of value in re-engaging. MailChimp ran an analysis of 60 million e-commerce purchases and 40 million email addresses from retailers and found that a single inactive subscriber is still worth 32% of an active subscriber. That's really incredible to know that they already have that value kind of built in. 
All right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning into the Science of Social Media today. As always, we deeply appreciate your kind ratings and reviews on iTunes. If you'd ever like to get in touch with myself or Dave, we're always here for you on social media at the hashtag Buffer Podcast. And you can also send us an email anytime at hello at buffer.com. We have lots of great episodes lined up for you in the next couple of weeks. Looking forward to next Monday, everyone.